Thank you for tuning in to the Repairs of the Breach podcast. We pray that this message reach, repair, and restore as our pastor, Calvin King, delivers a message from God. Listen to me. The enemy going to come at you regardless. That's his job, okay? And the things that I'm teaching you about the kingdom, it makes them more furious because you're learning what you're supposed to do. You're no longer going to leave here wondering what's my purpose. It's going to be so plain and clear. So what we do is mess up and decide whether God called me to the north, the south. No, whatever your feet touches, the kingdom of God should be established. Whatever you do and how you do it, you should be, you're supposed to be establishing the kingdom, whether you're a principal at a school or you're at a correction center. You are to establish the kingdom of God. What profession you have, you pick, you choose. But there's something God has called us to do. Amen? All right, let's pray. Father, we thank you for this day, this time, this opportunity. And God, I give you the praise, I give you glory, and I give you honor. I thank you for what you're doing in our life, our ministry, our homes, God, our businesses. God, just showing up in our life. Father, we pray now that your kingdom come that your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We pray that you give us this day our daily bread and that you forgive us for our trespasses as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. We pray, Father, that you lead us not into temptation, but God, deliver us from all that is evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and all the glory forever. In Jesus' name we pray. Father, I thank you now and I sanctify myself, God. Speak to me and through me. Bless your people. Touch them, God. Change their lives. Bless them indeed. Let the word go forth and follow on good ground. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. You guys know we've been talking about this year. I don't know how far we're going to this year. We're going to go until we get it or until God releases us. But we're talking about thy kingdom come. We want God's kingdom to come. We want his kingdom to come. And when we're talking about God's kingdom, we want to talk about it in two phases. When we're talking about the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of God, which is the kingdom of heaven is an actual place. It's an actual place that we want to take place on the earth. But the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, is in the out of atmosphere, beyond that. Paul said, I was caught up in the third heaven. So there are different heavens. One heaven I told you last week, we see by day where the birds fly. We see by night when we see the stars. And the other one we see by faith. And that's where God lives. It is God's domain. What God wanted was for his kingdom to be established, to, to continue to grow. So he created this place called earth. And on earth is what God wants to establish his kingdom. And what he did was created a man, a man, a man type, a human race to take over the earth and allow his kingdom to come on the earth. So God's kingdom is trying to expand. The place where he wants it to expand, to expand is the place called earth. And what he has, he has created us as human beings to establish his kingdom on earth. Amen? 
So what, he, what the kingdom of God is, is God's way of doing things. So when you hear about the kingdom of heaven, you're talking about a place. When you hear about the kingdom of God, it's simply God's way of doing things. So God created man to establish his kingdom here on earth. And we do it by, expand, by expanding the kingdom of God, God's way of doing things. So in you, you should have or understand how God wants things done. When you understand this, you're on your way to purpose, you're on your way to destiny, you're on your way to power, you're on your way to dominion because you are in a domain. You are in the king's domain. So God created you as a vessel, an ambassador, a governor. In Old Testament or in Old Kingdom's ways, they would send a governor to a country that they have taken over. They would send a governor there, and that governor would go there, or that ambassador would go there. That ambassador know how they dress in that kingdom. He know how they talk in that kingdom. He know how they walk in that kingdom. So when he goes there, he begins to now establish rule. And everybody had to adapt to his laws, his rules, his lead, his guide, because everybody there now began to talk like him, act like him, walk like him. You understand? So God sent you into this earth to establish his kingdom. You are an ambassador, a governor in this kingdom. So people are supposed to look at you, and you determine the culture. That's what we're going to be talking about today. It is your job to establish the culture, the culture of your God. We're not supposed to be acting like everybody else. We're not supposed to do what everybody else. We're not supposed to dress the way they dress. We come here and let the world dictate to us how we should dress, how we should walk, how we should talk. Y'all know y'all supposed to be cussing? That's not the kingdom, not the kingdom we live in. How many of y'all don't do it? Don't do it. Self straight. Because I know you know y'all here cussing. Y'all not, uh, you what you're doing is called, you're a traitor. When you do that, God sent you here into this earth to establish his kingdom. But you got caught up in their customs. That's why God told Israel, don't do what they do. Don't worship their idols. Don't fall down. Don't bow down to their God because you're not supposed to be like them. Stay ye separated. Y'all didn't know that you're not from here, did you? You had a life before you got here. God sent you here and put you in an earth suit so you can establish his kingdom. Some of you got down here and you enjoyed yourself so much in this world that you start acting like them, you start talking like them, you start walking like them, you start doing what they do, you, you did what they say do, you broke every law, every commandment God had, and you start liking it so much so that you didn't even care nothing about the things of God. And when God looked for you, he said, where art thou? Thou was nowhere to be found. So God put you on his lost list. He can't find you. You're not establishing a kingdom. There's no light in you whatsoever, but you still belong to him. And there's some craving inside of you saying, I know I ought to be better than this. So since you're like that and you're behind the enemy line, God goes, get somebody else. To grab them, to put them on the path, to search and to find. That's why Jesus said, I didn't come to save the righteous. I come to the lost. Those who know that they are sinners. Those who know they done messed up. See, when you, when you know that you've been sent from the kingdom of God and you act to act a fool, you know it. 
Some of y'all in there drinking now. You're smoking dope. You, you're having sex outside of marriage. You're doing all that. You know you're wrong. But the problem is you like it because everybody around you is doing wrong. So you've got caught up in their kingdom. Now God wants to come and rescue you. Turn the light back on. I can go home right now. <laughs> We're going to be talking about kingdom living. How am I supposed to live in this earth? knowing I'm not from him. The Bible says, had Abraham had any understanding of the kingdom that he came out of, he would have sought to go back there in it. If he had had a remembering of a recollection of what heaven was like, he would have got back in it. But instead, he was on this earth looking for a kingdom, a place, a house, a bit whose builder and maker was God. The Bible says those people died without even understanding what they were looking for. But the promise is still out here for us. I believe in this day and time, we're so close to the kingdom of heaven being manifested on this earth that we're kind of like in this time zone where we can see it, but it's yet not there. So much so that what do they call this generation? The millennial? And that doesn't make any sense to you guys. I mean, that don't ring a bell in your mind, does it? The Bible talks about at a thousand years. A millennial is a thousand. So when they call you a millennial child, that means you're in the time frame where Christ is supposed to show up where he's supposed to be reigning. It, in other words, it's been prophesied on you. You are a millennial kid. You're supposed to be here to reign with Christ. So you, you, you're there, but you're not there yet. So that means it's real close. My son and I, we was talking, my wife we was talking last night, and he was saying, I just feel like a war can break out any moment and just thrust us, throw us into the, into the tribulation time. And he is right. He is so close. But see, we live it every day. We're caught up in the world. And we're not wondering about what God called us to do, but we're, we're, we're calling this, this, this dispensation, this group, the millennials. Instead of them, you reigning with Christ, you're running with the devil. That's why the devil brought back drugs so strong. That's why he brought back alcohol. That's why he brought back all this crazy abundance and all this sexual stuff. He's trying to tie you into it. You're fighting and don't even realize it. But you're fighting against the wrong kingdom. You can't have it your way. Things will not work out for you because you're trying to do it the devil's way. Could it be possible that you and I are involved in some kind of way in establishing the kingdom here on this earth? Can you see outside? Can you ask God to open your eyes that you may see? And that's the prayer that we've been praying this year, all last year. Open my eyes that I might see. See the wondrous works of your law. I believe that we are breaking spiritual laws, and that's why things are not happening in our lives. You're supposed to be living a part of the kingdom. The kingdom has to have rule. Every kingdom has a king. They have rule. They have a, a mascot, so to speak. We've we got that in the kingdom. What is, it, what is the mascot of the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven? The lion of the tribe. Of Judah? <laughs> uh -huh. Everything that a kingdom has is found in our kingdom. We have it, okay? So when you see that flag in our kingdom, that line on the tribe of Judah, you know who that is. All right, anyway, I'm stretching your mind too far. Okay, let's get, let's get ready to move forward into what we're getting ready to do. All right, here we go. Miss King, you want to help me out? The kingdom living, our kingdom living. Watch this. 
All right. For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. Do you understand this scripture now? Do you understand why Jesus came? He sent you here. Yeah, y'all don't get it, do you? You're not understanding. Uh, yeah, do y'all hear me? Brother Jai, God sent you here to establish the kingdom of heaven on earth. That's why you were born into this earth. That's why you came through your mother's womb. You had to legally come here. When you got here, your assignment was to establish the kingdom of God, God's way of doing things. Well, some friends may have gotten with you. You may have done some things. You may have started smoking, drinking, running in women or whatever, but you got off, and you became blinded by the way of society or this culture, and you started doing things the way that the world was doing it. You cared nothing about the ways of God. In doing so, God put you in a category called lost because you lost your vision. You don't see what you're supposed to be doing. You're doing like everybody else. So what God did was sent Jesus. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save that which was lost. Y'all understand it? Now, I just use him as an example, but that's what God did with all of us. We at one point got caught up in the world doing our own thing, and we were not doing what God called us to do, so he sent Jesus to save us all. Okay? When you accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you were then what? Born Again, you were not just born again, but you were born as king. Just as Jesus is, so are we where? In this world, in this earth, in this world. As he is, so are we in this earth. So are we in this time frame. So he's king of kings, he's king, he's Lord. Guess what? In this earth, God looked at us the same way. We're supposed to be establishing his kingdom, his kingdom on this earth. So don't ask me what your purpose is. Your purpose is to establish the kingdom of heaven on this earth. How do we do it? God's way of doing things. Show them how God wants things done. All right? Watch this. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 19. For God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. Since I use you, Jai, I'm going to continue to use you. You know you're not sitting on the front row. All right. Did you hear what they just said? God is not holding none of your sins against you. I don't care what you did. I don't care how bad it was. He's not holding that against you. Instead, he's offering you a way to reconcile with him. That's the message that I'm preaching, that God said, me and you, we okay. I'm not holding nothing against you. I don't care what you did. I don't care how bad it was. I've already cleansed you. I've already paid the price for it. You can go free. If you choose to. That's the message that God is saying. I don't care what you did wrong. I don't care how bad it was, how gross it was, how awful it was. I'm not holding that against you. Amen? All right. Now watch this. What we do mess up at is that we come into the world, into this church, into this kingdom, into our cities and our homes, our domain, and we hold people mess against them. That's why I said, you need to forgive those as I have forgiven you. Because the, the, the air that we breathe is what? I told y'all last week. If this earth needs oxygen to survive, love. 
This kingdom air that we breathe is love. Because I love you, I'm not going to be holding no mess against you. Yeah, you hurt me, but I can't hold that against you. You understand? Now, y'all need to hear this because as you continue your fast, all kind of mess is going to come up. Wives going to be against husbands. Husbands going to be against wives. Wives against uh, mothers against daughters. Fathers against sons. All kind of mess is going to come up because the kingdom suffers violence. The devil don't want you to establish the kingdom of God. So he's going to fight you. And some of you all who are coming under attack right now, it's because you're trying to establish something. You're trying to fast. You're trying to pray. And you listening to me talk about establishing the kingdom of God? The devil is upset. He realizes if, if he don't stop you, you will eventually stop him. So he has to get you in turmoil. He has to get you fighting among, among yourselves. Now you need to go pray for them that, that, that's been fighting you and talking and saying all kind of evil against you because you breathe the air of love. All right, I might be, am, am I just talking way out there in that you, you, you understand? Okay, I'll have to check with you sometime because sometimes these folks be tripping me out. They be making me think I'm just, whoo. Okay, all right. All right, so Miss King, read to me Matthew chapter 6, verse 9 through 15. Let's go to 9 first. After this manner, therefore, pray ye, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Did you, he's, he's teaching them how to pray. He said, pray what? That thy kingdom come. Did y'all always understand what that means? That thy will be done on earth. In other words, that the kingdom of heaven comes here on earth. Now, how does it come? It comes in God's way of doing things. So if I'm going to establish it on earth, I'm going to establish God's ways of doing things. And if you're establishing God's way of doing things, walking up right before God, God say, I will withhold no good thing from you. So there ought to be some evidence that you live in the right way. Some of your debts ought to be decreasing, but that's not if you're doing it in faith. Some of your debt ought to be increasing. You ought to be able to get raises. You ought to be able to get bonuses. Some things in your life ought to be coming together. Why? Because you are a kingdom kid. Things ought to work for you rather than against you. Nature itself will work for you. I'm going to tell you something. I was in a situation the other day, and the guys were doing something. They were asking me, we were talking about, so we really don't need the rain. And they had showed the rain, and the rain was right there on the radar. It's right, it made the rain's on top of us. So, God, don't let it rain. You know what? It didn't rain. The next day, I called the guy. He said, we're okay now. We're good. Everything is in the dry. I said, okay, I'm going to release the rain. That will weigh you over your head, don't it? Yeah, we got more power than what we think we have. We don't exercise, so therefore we don't fight for it. We don't stand our ground. And when it happens, we're more shocked than the person it happened to. Something has to change. We have to understand who we are. Amen? And I know we're not there. We haven't apprehended everything. But one thing we should do, forget those things that are behind us. I am through operating like a fool. I am a king. I am of the God kind. I have a spirit. I live in a body. Amen? All right, so let's go a little bit farther. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us Hold from Hold on, let me go back. Let me go back one. All right. Yeah, let's, let's, let's I, I ain't got enough time. Keep going, come on, come on. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For when, when, whenever y'all, how many of y'all get tempted? 
Okay, what you need to do, God, lead me not into this, into this temptation. God, don't let me go into this one. God, help me. Because all this is a spirit that's leading you into it. And you feel, it, it feel like everything in you wants to do it. At that point in time, you really don't want to talk to God about it. Oh, so y'all been there, I can tell. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I'm not alone. All right. So what you have to do is open up your mouth and short-circuit the enemy. You don't say nothing, you will do it. So you ask God, God, lead me not into this temptation. What to, the one I'm finna go into right now. God, if you don't help me, I just messed up. You hear me? This is a real battle. And you're fighting against unseen forces. Spiritual wickedness in high places. They're looking at you and they say, if I can get him to turn here and go there, I can get him to do this. Lord, lead me not into this temptation, but deliver me from that as evil. And God said he'll always, according to his word, give you a way of escape. You might not want it, but he'll give you a way of escape. Y'all ain't going to say it, but I guarantee you there's some times when you want to do something and God wouldn't let you do it. He blocked it some kind of way. He made you forget about it. Or you couldn't find it. They wouldn't call you. They wouldn't talk to you on the phone. They hung up in your face. Whatever. They missed you. missed your ride. Something happened that gave you a way of escape. That was God. Yeah, clap for him. Keep going, Miss King. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. Pick back up at verse 14. For if you re- forgive men their trespasses. All right. How many of you know what trespasses is? If you have any property or if you have had property, if somebody come up on your property, they have what? Trespassed against you. They got on your territory. Uh-huh. Read verse 14, Miss King. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. Forgive you what? Your trespasses. Because y'all got in the devil's territory at one point. We all did. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sitting right here looking at me now, you still might be on the devil's territory. You need to ask God to forgive you, and you release those who got on your territory so God can release you for getting on the devil's territory. All right, keep reading, Miss King. We got to keep going. But if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. God said this is the rule in the kingdom. If you don't forgive, then I won't forgive. So let's see who do first. You want God to forgive you, but you want a whole mess against them. God said that's not how the kingdom operates. That ain't how we're going to play this. You don't have to forgive them who trespass against you, who got on your territory, who got on your nerve. Then I forgive you for getting on my nerve. Uh, when we start talking about kingdom, our eyes going to be open. We're going to see. That's why when you do something crazy to me, I can't hold it against you because he done told me that's not the way the kingdom operates. I operate by a totally different set of rules. I'm, not, I'm no longer bound by the law. I operate above the law. But I'm still a law-abiding citizen because my laws are so higher, so much higher than their laws. I don't cuss. I don't steal. I don't want to kill you. Why? Be- not because I have a law. I just don't want to. I'd rather love you to life and watch me succeed. Then when you look at me, you're mad because I'm still succeeding and I'm still getting somewhere. And who hurt? You drunk the poison that you wanted me to have. 
And you waiting on me to die? Keep going. You are more than what you have become. I can't get away from that. Lion King. You are more than what you have become. You are my son, the true king. Take your place, Yah Simba. Take your place in the circle of life. Look inside yourself, Simba. Look harder. Look harder. You need to look inside yourself. We claim greatest he that is in me than he that is in this world. Psalms 82, verse 6 and 7. Watch this. Watch this. I say you are God's. You are all children of the Most High. You hear this? You hear what God is saying? Keep going. But you will die like mere mortals and fall like every other ruler. Why, God? Because you don't know it. You don't know who you are. I know. Stop. All right. I say you are God. How did he make us God? He created us what? In his image and his likeness. So if I create something in my image and in my likeness, it's going to be like me. God said ye are gods. You've been created to act like God, think like God, walk like God. Why? Because he wants you to establish his kingdom here on this earth. He wants you to establish heaven. So he gave you the power and the dominion to act like him. And somewhere we lost that. Somewhere our forefathers didn't catch it, and they didn't tell us about it. And we stopped acting like we were God. We started acting like heathens. You are God. You are children of who? The Most High. Do you know who you are? You are a child of the Most High God. There's nobody higher than him. The Most High. After all that, he come back and had to wipe all that out with verse 7. But you will die like mere mortals. And you will fall like every other ruler. Why? Because you don't know who you are. And that's what the devil has done. He has stripped us of our identity. We go back and read the scripture, and it still don't even see. We still don't see. I created you in my image. An image of God, he created them. But that don't mean nothing. Because the devil has bewitched us. He has bamboozled us. He has led us so far astray that we don't know what it's like to act like God. When you got the ability to call those things that be not as though they were, you got the power. All we got to do is start activating our faith. And we're talking about living in the kingdom. That's exactly what I intend to do. Come hell or high water, the devil come and throw stuff at it, we're going to throw it right back at it. I don't want that. Here, you take it. No, you take it. I got to keep going. So who are you? This is who you are. Psalm Psalm 8, verse 4 to 6. What are mere mortals that you should think about them? Mm. Human beings that you should care for them. Mm. Yet you have made them only a little lower than God and crowned them with glory and honor. Whoa. You gave them charge of everything you made, putting all things under their authority. Did you hear this? God, the angels are talking. What is man that thou art so mindful of him? This man is always on your mind, God. What is this this man got on you? You made him a little lower than yourself. You crowned him with glory. 
Let me help you with that glory part. We always grab the scripture where God said, my glory I will not share with another. Why would he say he wouldn't share it with another in this king? Because he already gave it to you. He's not going to share with any other. No other idol. And when you talk, look at that scripture where he's talking about how I will share my glory with no other, he's talking about idol worship. And God said, I'm not going to give them my glory. God, I gave it to you. You have the glory of God. But we don't act like it. We go places we shouldn't go. We say things we shouldn't say. We act ways we shouldn't act. We're not committed to anything. We're not faithful over nothing. Every attribute of God, we have thrown it to the curb. But he crowned us with his glory. Oh, we've got a long way off. It's time for us to go back to kingdom living. And then you're going to see your life start to change. You're going to see stuff start to happen. People are going to bless you. Who never, you never thought it would bless you. They just walk up and bless you. Just being faithful, God will open up the windows of heaven and pour you out blessing that you won't have room enough to receive. The Bible says he gave them charge over everything he made, putting everything under his authority. That's why you got to watch your words. Stop speaking death and speak life. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. Why do you keep speaking death? Oh, my child ain't going to never be about nothing. They ain't going to never come to nothing. Really? And you expect them to be about something? Oh, this marriage ain't going to work. I, I, I need to get out of it. Yeah. Really? You just spoke that death into it, and you expect it. Now you want to come and you want to pray, lay hands, put all on it. What? Uh-uh, baby. You're in a kingdom. He sent you here to be an ambassador, a governor, so you have authority. What you say will come to pass. I got a lot to give you today. The God culture. Yeah, because that's what we're establishing, the God culture. So you're, a culture is simply what we do and how we do it. Watch this. I looked at uh, Webster. Come on, Miss King. Psalm 115, 16. The heaven, even the heavens are the Lord's, but the earth hath he given to the children of men. He gave you what? Laura, what do you own? Uh-uh. She finna add up. I own a house, I own a car, <laughs> I own a clothes, I own this, I own, uh-uh, uh-uh. Okay, according to scripture, he has given the children of men the earth. So we own the earth. All right? So nothing's supposed to happen unless it goes through us. You own something. So you need to start feeling like you're somebody. Stop feeling like you're defeated, busted, disgusted. You don't have nothing. Baby, you own the world. You own it. All right? So set your culture, the culture of the kingdom. If you don't study your Bible, you don't operate in kingdom principles, then you don't know what you're setting up. You're copying the behaviors of this world, and then you go doing that, then now you're establishing a false kingdom, a kingdom that we're going to have to come against. Read, Miss King, what is a culture? Culture defined, the set of shared attitudes, values, goals, and practices that characterizes an institution or organization. We were designed to be like God, fellowship with God, reason like God, and act like God. We must, act like, we must act as ambassadors and governors in the earth. You hear this. 
The earth was given to us. God wants us to establish his culture, how he do things. See, when you look at the culture of the world today or the church, we let the world establish our culture. That's why when y'all kept asking me about why I don't dress this way, why I don't dress that way, I had to come back and establish why I dress the way I dress. Because this is my best. To you, it may not be much, but it's my best. The best thing I can find in the closet this morning. Okay? So this is my best. God always asks me for my best. So therefore, I deserve to give God his best. The culture is that I give God my best. The best of my finances, the best of my offering, the best of my time, the best of my energy, the best of my effort, the best of my clothes, the best of my car. I use that for the kingdom. God wants your best. Don't give him nothing second. Do you hear me? That's the culture of our God. Excellence. That's why when you come here, you get mad. Pastors say we can't eat and bring drinks in the sanctuary because you waste stuff on the floor. And I don't like spots all in my floor. So therefore, I ask you not to bring drinks into the sanctuary because I'm trying to keep it excellent. Because our God is an excellent God. The culture that we operate in is excellent. Amen? Amen. All right. So we're designed to be like God, to act like God, have fellowship with God, to reason like God, to be just like God. That's the way we're designed. Okay? Now, as of that, we're ambassadors or governors. Okay? And y'all know what I told you what a governor was like. You sent here to establish the culture or the kingdom. People might say, you this and you that. How many people ever told you what, you, what they thought about you? <laughs> you, you, you? You're not that. <laughs> you are much more than what they say about you. You are much more. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. Miss King. But you are not like that. No, you ain't like that. You know what they said about you. You ain't like that. They, done la- they labeled you. Yeah, they labeled you. They, don't, don't, you're not like that. Whatever they call you, you're not like that. They got these songs out here about ladies. Ladies, you're not like that. You're not like that. Who are you? Read, Miss King. For you are a chosen people. You are a royal priest. You hear this? This is coming from your God. Go ahead. You are royal priests, a holy nation, God's very own possession. You what? You God's very own possession. So why am I going to let the devil tell me and make me want to commit suicide? When I'm God's own possession. That's an attack that the devil's throwing at your mind to make you quit and give up. But you got the earth. The earth is the Lord. You have a God on your side. You created his image and his likeness. The angels are wondering why is God so mindful of you. And God said, not on that. You're my own possession. I take personal stake in you. Keep going. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God, and he called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Why? Why would God call you into the light? Because he wants you to see everything he created for you. Some of you right now, you just need to open up your eyes, walk up right before God, and your blessings will start to take over your life. God's just waiting to bless you. He's just waiting on it. Watch this. I'm going to show you something else that's really, really powerful. That's it. All right. God wants to share his commonwealth with you. Miss King. A commonwealth is a traditional English term for a political community founded for the common good. The noun commonwealth, meaning public welfare, 
general good or advantage dates from the 15th century. Originally, that, originally a phrase that comes from the old meaning of wealth, which is well-being. God wants to share. He wants to open up your eyes because he wants to share the commonwealth with you. What commonwealth? What wealth? What welfare? The welfare of the kingdom. Everything heaven possesses, God wants to share with you. See, if you are a king and you sent your governor or your ambassador into another country to establish the culture of that country, then all the resources goes with you. So you don't have to worry about being broke, busted, and disgusted. You don't have to worry about nothing. Let me make it a little bit closer so that you understand it, because I have to back this up with Scripture. Miss King. Matthew 6, 31 and 33. So don't worry about these things saying, <laughs> what will we eat, what will we drink, or what will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your heavenly Father already knows all your needs. Mm. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. Commonwealth is a term that states that the kingdom will give you everything you need to establish its rule. So since God sent you to this earth, he wants to give you everything. He wants the commonwealth of heaven to be at your disposal. That's why he said this. Don't worry about what you should eat. Don't worry about what you should drink. Because I got you covered. All you got to do is live right. God said, you come here to this kingdom, to this earth, to reestablish this earth, and now I want you to realize that the common work of heaven is at your disposal. So don't worry about what you're going to eat. Don't worry about it. He said, unbelievers do that. And I sent you here to show the believers the true light. You're supposed to have your knees bent. You're supposed to live in nice houses. You're supposed to drive nice cars. You're supposed to dress nice. You are royalty. You are royal. You're blessed. That's why I can't settle on you to be busted, broke. That don't fit you, and you know it don't fit you. Why? Because something inside of you tells you, I'm royal. I'm a king. I'm better than this. First, seek the kingdom of God. First seek God's way of doing things above all else. Live righteously and he will give you everything else you need. If you understand God's way of doing things, he'll give you everything that you need. God's way of doing things. A few more and then I'm going to let you. Just a few more. <laughs> Watch this. The kingdom within. Luke 17, 20 through 21. One day the Pharisees asked Jesus, when will the kingdom of God come? Jesus replied, the kingdom of God can't be detected by visible signs. You won't be able to say, here it is, or it's over there, for the kingdom of God is already among you. Mm. Neither shall Watch they this. say... This is a loop, different translation. Neither, neither shall they say, lo here or lo there, for behold, the kingdom of God is within you. Hmm. Now, you can't say that the kingdom of heaven is within you because the kingdom of heaven is a place. But the kingdom of God can definitely be in you. What's that? God's way of doing things. God sent you in this earth before Jesus. So when Jesus comes back, he's bringing the actual place to earth. 
So just like John was a forerunner who said, make ye straight the path of the Lord, because Jesus was coming, he's sending us now saying, get it right, y'all. Repent. Get yourself together. Why? Because he's coming back again. If you'd like to learn more about the repairs of the breach ministry, please visit us at rotbchurch.org. Want to stay connected to the church updates and news? Text ROTB to 24587. 24587. Thank you for listening, and may God bless you.